0: Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic. Advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Okay. Hey, y'all. Hi. How are you? What are you doing here? Fancy meeting you. Um... I think this is episode five. Hold on. One, two. Yeah, it's episode five. Welcome to episode five of She Slays the Day podcast. Does it, did I sound like the lady who introduced me? Uh, so we're going to start today's podcast with reading a review. Uh, this review is by PonyGirl94 and it's titled The Realest Thing You'll Listen To. Well, it actually gets cut off. I'm assuming it says you'll listen to Too, But maybe she goes on to do slurs. I don't know. Okay, so she goes, Dr. Lauren is seriously the best thing to come to podcasts for me personally while I'm in chiropractic school. I'm over halfway through and I'm thinking about my future practice. Dr. L's raw stories, views and opinions truly inspire me. Plus, you're guaranteed to laugh out loud. Yes, I spelled it out. It will happen to you as well. Trust me. I'm truly excited to listen to these series unfold. Thank you to Dr. Lauren, firstly, for being you and creating this space for women of chiropractic. And secondly, thank you to Dr. Denisa Weber for the recommendation. Aw, thanks, Denisa, too. Um, Is this the second review where they reference me being raw? Not really sure what to think of that. I'm pretty sure that's a good thing. Um... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll take it as a good thing. So we're going to go into prayer and then we will read our question for today. It's a funny one. I like it. All right. Dear God, please, I don't know, please hang out with us for this next half hour, 45 minutes, however long it takes for me to get to my point. Uh, Keep me on track. Keep me kind. Um, We're talking a little bit about you in the beginning and just your endless source of love and healing uh for anybody who's listening who hasn't felt that that like deep endless love in their heart do a little do me do me a solid and like touch them a little bit in their heart uh help them feel that and connect with that because i believe it is so imperative to what we do as chiropractors is feeling tapped into them so in your name, we pray. Amen. Oh my gosh, I ended that prayer very official. I don't think I've done that before. I always laugh because I pray like my, uh, my seven-year-old does. It's very, dear God, uh, help me be nice to people and help me with my homework. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, okay, goodbye. And whatever my husband prays, it's like, It's like a freaking pastor's praying and it's like, wow, do you guys like, have you heard people pray like normal people, not your pastor? And you're like, how do you make it sound so good? I don't know. Anyways. Oh, our question. So today's question is from Dr. Kate and she goes a little about me. Thanks for the background. I was born and raised in Kansas. After school, I decided to, I decided to move states away from home by myself to Montana to join a practice as an associate. Fast forward two and a half years later, we are now doubling our space, space, which which the expansion opens up July 1st, yay! I just bought my first home by myself, another yay inserted there, great job, and in a little over a year, I will be buying the whole clinic, and then she inserts three yays, yay, yay, yay! However, with all that, which definitely takes my energy, I'm married to the clinic and the clinic and my new home are my babies, which you mentioned in your first podcast about being married to the clinic and it was being our babies. The energy left for those needy patients, well, it takes a toll on me. And we all know of those one to 10% of patients who mentally and physically exhaust you. What are some of your tricks for those patients so that they don't take that last bit of energy you need for the day? Well, I just make my associate adjust them and, um, I don't deal with them. Uh, podcast over. Just kidding. Just kidding. That wouldn't be very helpful at all. Uh, so I've had to do a lot of work in like figuring out how to handle needy patients. One, because I have no filter between my thoughts and what my facial expressions are doing. Um, like it's, If you, this is why it's good that I'm a podcast, not like a TV show host or something like that, because if I am annoyed, if I am bored, if I think you're stupid or whatever, like that thought is just, you'll see it on my face. Match that with the fact that I have about 1% of the amount of empathy that a normal person is supposed to have. And that doesn't translate super well to like great care and um, to needy patients. So, for the advice today, I'm gonna give you a range of like soulfulness, uh, depending on the patient, the circumstance. You know, we'll kind of get a little, start a little more Jesus y and move towards some more tactical shit. Um, Not that Jesus, he can't be tactical shit, but like, depending on what kind of mood you are in listening to this, you'll be like, okay, great. Thanks for the help. No, I seriously need a answer on how to handle Betty. So we're going to get to that, but we'll start more soulful. And this will hopefully cover the patient, the circumstance that's draining you, uh, the time of month that you're uh, experiencing the needy patient, you know, maybe it's the full moon and they're just being needy or maybe you're menstruating and you just have l- so little less. Oh my gosh, side note, speaking of uh, the moon and your cycles, if you guys have not read the book Do Less by Kate Northrup, um, Dr. Christy Wick Uh, recommended it. And it's really good. It talks a lot about how a woman's productivity cycle goes over this course of 28 days. And we're supposed to like map the moon and our period and like plan like promotional meetings and things like that based on our period. It's it's cool. I liked it. So I think you will too. Anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, so yeah. So we're going to start with a little more Jesus-y stuff and move on. So I need to take a breath because this like soulful snow white side of me isn't like it's in there, it's inside of me, but like it doesn't, it's not my default. So I just got to tap in to this like kind empathetic side. So step one with needy patients, we need to stop thinking and using the goddamn cup analogy. Oh my Lord. If I see another meme about like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Like I understand why we have that thing. I mean, I guess like it's, we need to, we're trying to like break through to women that like, you need to invest in yourself for sure. But the reality is, is that if you're viewing how much care you can give to your patients based on what's in your cup, you are going to fail and drain and bottom out every time. Um, So what we need to go is like, realize that there is an eternal source and whether you're more like Jesus God or like mother nature or like what people actually call the source, like whatever your spiritual belief is, most of us agree philosophically and spiritually on the fact that there is a universal energy source that is endlessly and abundantly loving and healing and good. So we need to realize that it is not our job to pour from us into the patient. We are meant to be a conduit. So that abundant and endless source of love and healing and understanding and empathy can flow through us to the patient. One is draining and like there's a finite amount. One is endless. Um, You know, because the reality is, is you aren't enough. (laughs) How is that for inspiration? Let's throw that on a freaking coffee mug. You're not enough. I'm not enough. Um, No, you're not enough to save mankind. You do not and will never have it in you to, if you're taking this all on of like, I don't have enough to give. You're right. You don't. And there's nothing I can tell you in this podcast that you'll have enough to give to everyone because that's not the way it's intended to be. Um, you can't heal anything. Like this is a kind of like an ego check as chiropractors as we get like real good and we get some uh, good patient stories under us and we have to remind ourselves that like we're not healing the ear infections. We're not healing their constipation or their migraines. They are. We are opening up the communication of the innate for them but like they're doing the healing and that endless love and energy is what is flowing through them and healing. So, okay. So now that we've kind of gotten that, like this is like when you're in your best, most meditative soulful moods, go to this part of the podcast, remind yourself, I am not enough. Like there is a, you know, draw yourself a river that is just endless to like visualize that like I need to tap into that. That's what I need to tap into when I am seeing patients. So then next, we also need to take a look at our self-worth. And this is really difficult for us because we hear it a lot, but it's a very, it's a difficult um, practice to look and go like, I don't know, do I think I'm worthy? I don't, I think I'm worthy. Uh, most of us don't, and we don't realize it. So are you self-sabotaging subconsciously by needing to be needed by your patients? Because what we do is we like, I don't want to say complain, you're not complaining, Um, but we'll be like, oh my gosh, just stop being so needy. Yet moms, we do this, like, just can't you do it yourself? Yet we don't really give them the tools to do that because we ultimately want to be needed. Um, So just make sure you're not doing that because it's possible that you're feeling drained because you're trying to take on too much to fill that void of not feeling worthy. So then also, start paying attention to what questions or scenarios are draining you. Um, you know, who? Is it like kind of this uh, specific type of patient? Does it tend to be like the male, males in their 40s who just abuse their body and expect you to fix it in one visit? Is it the, um, senior citizens who every single thing hurts? Is it, is it babies? Is it what type of patient or what type of question? If it's not like, if you can't find like, yeah, it's okay. I, I tracked it for a month and it was consistently, uh, a middle-aged man. If it's not that, then take a look at the type of question that you kind of like hopefully not do what I do and like literally roll your eyes. I have to like, I had to control that in the beginning. Um, but like internally, what are you secretly like rolling your eyes out of like, Oh my gosh, not this question again. Uh, so for me, it tends to be extremities. So like anytime someone brings up, Oh, I have some patients who listen to this too. Like, I'm sorry. I love you. But like, I don't like shoulders and knees. Um, this has to do or any extremity really. This has to do with the fact that like philosophically, I am so, such a like nervous system chiropractor, not pain-based. And my associate the other day said this awesome quote. She didn't make it up. She was quoting somebody else, but she said, you know, like if the nervous system was contained in the tip of your pinky, we would be damn good at adjusting the tip of the pinky. Right. And so it's like, when it gets away from the nervous system, from the spine, I'm like, eh, my like give a fuck meter really goes down. Uh, so that's me (laughs) just to kind of like soapbox on you. Uh, but for you, it may be nutrition. From or maybe it's exercises. Uh, Maybe it's the small talk. Maybe it's soap notes. Maybe it's kind of like the grunt work. But really pay attention to what specifically is draining you. Now, if once you kind of isolate these specific questions, these moments are draining me, get really good at um, referring it out. So, just because you're a chiropractor doesn't mean you have to care for everything that chiropractors are known for caring for. So, kind of back to me in extremities, I have a fantastic relationship with the physical therapists in our area because a lot of times, if it's more than like a long access distraction situation, I'm like, yeah, you need me to write you a referral. Like, I know. Dr. Mark is awesome with, uh, with shoulders, you know, you know, like that, that's what I'll do. Um, if it's nutrition, having, just having those people lined up that you feel really good about, turning them towards someone else. Like you do not have to answer every single topic known to the chiropractic profession, just because you're carrying that license and degree. Okay. I'm giving you permission to pick what you want to talk about with your patients and kind of sticking in a narrow lane. Like you don't have to, uh, you know, Dr. Christie in our previous episode said that like, when you're doing your purposeful work, it should be energizing. And so like, obviously like soap notes are a part of the job. They may not be energizing. They're not purposeful work. They serve a purpose, but they're not likely your purpose, unless you're a weirdo. In that case, I think there's a lot of chiropractors who would hire you if you seek purpose out of soap notes. Um, but you know, when it comes to patients, you know, we go like, well, does that mean if patients are draining me that, you know, being a chiropractor isn't my purposeful work. It's like, no, really isolate down what scenarios. And you're likely going to find that there are some patients, you know, like I could talk to a pregnant woman about nutrition all day long, but maybe you don't want to talk to, um, you know, a middle-aged man about nutrition because you know that he's not going to listen or whatever the story is. But like, that's what you need to really understand about yourself in order to get away from the scenario where you're allowing yourself to be drained. You know, you're going to put these guards up of like, Oh, you know, it doesn't mean you can't, you can just like walk away from the scenario, but at least you will consciously, once you understand which, why it's draining you, when you encounter that, you'll be more prepared to be like, oh, okay, here we go. This is a potential scenario that I'm going to be really having to tap into that endless river. So even if you're not good about doing it all day, be like, okay, channel Jesus, channel Jesus. I got to talk to somebody about their freaking meniscus. All right, so next. So I know you don't own the clinic yet, so this might be a little more difficult, but do what you can here is set up your systems from the very beginning to set the expectations for your patients um, because your patients don't know what and is an appropriate question to ask or when to ask it So one of the best things that we can do is really help explain what's the, what are the expectations are and how our process works on day one and day two in the clinic So on day one that's where all do an exam we don't adjust on day one we're just. Um, doing an exam and doing an intake. I've literally stiff armed over like a hundred patients on day one before the exam. I'll do an intake and I'll be like, I will like put my clipboard almost, I'll literally set it aside because if I'm getting like these yellow flags and red flags um, from a patient that tends to be more of a draining source. So like, again, not all, but I will say that For me, a middle-aged man who threw out their back and has never been to a chiropractor and like was annoyed that we weren't going to adjust him on day one, that's yellow flag before I even meet him that like, okay, this has the potential to drain my energy. And sometimes they definitely prove me wrong. And sometimes it's just what I expect. And then other times it's atrocious. And about five minutes in, I will set my clipboard aside and I'll be like, okay, Tony, Let's talk. Here's the deal. I know your wife made this appointment for you, right? And he'll be like, Yeah, she was sick of me complaining. And he'll be like, Right. So here's the deal Your time is precious. My time is precious. If you don't want to be here, no matter what I do, I could do some like magical voodoo shit and it would be the most amazing thing ever and heal you. If you don't want this to work, if you don't want to be here, we're wasting both of our time. So I haven't done an exam yet. So you know what? That $85 we told you. I won't even charge you. And we can just both walk away. You can tell your wife that I said you weren't a chiropractic patient and we can both go on like and be happy. Now, unfortunately, like 90% of the time, more than that, they didn't, were not expecting that until it kind of like snaps them. I shouldn't say unfortunately, fortunately, it kind of like snaps them into a reality check that like they're being rude and draining um, because rude people drains me and it kind of like corrects the course a little bit. Again, you may not want to say that, but on day one, if they don't want to be there for me, that's a red flag. And I address it right then and there like, Hey, let's not, I'm not so desperate for patients that I'm willing to allow you to treat me this way. I don't say that exact thing, but that's what gets across. Um, so then at day two is where we do our review of findings and that's, you know, after we've discussed what's going on with them, um, we really will prioritize what their main objectives are. And this is helpful for down the road because if they come and they're complaining of migraines and a little bit of low back pain, but that's not really the problem. I'll be like, okay, so your primary issue that you'd like us to work on is getting these migraines. You know, um, So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm going to adjust you. I'm going to make some recommendations for you outside of this clinic. What I need you to do is to first be patient. Like you've had these for 15 years, you know, so I kind of like tell them what their, what I'm expecting them to do and their role in this is. Um, And then, you know, that really establishes kind of this verbal agreement. So if four visits in, I start having a patient who's like complaining about the fact that they're still getting migraines, I'll have to be like, hey, remember on day two, we discussed that you were, what I needed of you, what I expected of you is to be patient. Like, you know, you just kind of remind them. Or um, if they're like, well, yeah, my migraines are great. This is another one that gets me. Oh my gosh. So like, let's say you're like seven visits in. And their primary complaint is doing fantastic. But they spend like zero to little energy on that. And they just want to complain about the next thing to you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the migraines are, they've been good. Um, But you know what? Ever since I started getting adjusted, I've got like a little bit of like tension in between my shoulders. And so you just have to be like, okay. So what I'm hearing is, is the main thing you came for. And you kind of just got to like remind them, you know, for every single patient is going to be so different. And some of this verbiage is going to be relevant. Some of it's not. Take it, you know, because what you want to do is you want to be like, okay, bitch, look, we agreed that this is what we were going to do. And now you're steering off course. I digress. So at the ROF, you talk to them about what regular visits are going to look like. Okay, So you're like, so after today, Ashley, I, your appointments are going to take a lot less time. And you're going to walk them through of like, and then the next time that you and I are going to sit down and evaluate your progress is in X number of visits. Um, But you're basically telling them to keep their questions and like random side things for that visit. So maybe you do it every six visits, maybe you do it every 12. um, But you're really kind of just planting that seed. So when something kind of spontaneous and out of nowhere comes up in an appointment, You can go like, oh, that's a really good question. I think your progress exam is coming up in two visits. We'll talk about it then. Type of thing. Um, Another thing that we do in our clinic is all of our patients lie face down um, while they're waiting for the doc to come. Now, this musculoskeletally really helps us because um, you know they they don't have stimulus. They're looking into face paper, and so they're not like on their phone answering emails. And so even if they get a couple minutes, it allows them just to kind of like breathe and hopefully switch to a little more sympathetic and get more out of their adjustment. But what's also nice is I don't have to waste two minutes of like small talk of like, okay, I need you to lay down so I can start working. I can just walk in. I've gotten real good at recognizing butts and hair. Um, and I'll be like, oh, hey, Janice. Like, And I can start like working while I'm talking to her. And that is something that I have really figured out helps keep from draining. Because if I had to walk into the room and do 60 seconds of small talk before I got to the point, oh, my gosh. I think I would die. Like, I really think I would die. Um, So if that's not something that you can do, or like, it just doesn't seem like that's what you'd want to do for patients universally in your clinic. Once you isolate those patients or scenarios that are more draining, see if maybe you can just have the front desk ask them to lie down. Um, So maybe it's not a universal thing for all patients, but you'll have your front desk person say like, okay, so here's the deal. Today when Tom comes in, I'd like you to tell him to go into a room and lie face down and explain to Tom that this is going to help his muscles relax, um, and that you'd be amazed at how much that doesn't drain from you. Um, And then also, we don't walk them in or out of the room. This may or may not work for you. I know you don't own the clinic yet, so you may not be able to change this aspect, uh, but we never trained our patients to expect us to come to the reception room, get them, walk them back to the table, lie down, and then walk them back. There's just like, I walk at a more intense speed than 99% of my patients. So that would be another like major draining thing for me of like, if I had to like wait for them to shove all of their keys and their stuff, in their pockets and like, and I'm just going, come on, I have to go. Um, so my patients are very used to me coming in the room. Like I said, most of the time they're laying down and then they're also used to me leaving before they leave the treatment room. Um, so I'll be like, all right, well, you know, because there's, to me, there's nothing that's Well, there's a lot of things more draining, that's dramatic. But one of the more draining scenarios is where it's like, all right, I've zoned in, I've channeled Jesus, I'm like being a conduit, yep, 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 adjusting, adjusting, I'm in the zone, I'm doing it. And I'm like, all right, awesome. I need you to ice for 10 minutes a night and then I want to see you twice next week. And then they get up and then if I had to like walk them to the front desk and and like, it just wouldn't work. So maybe you'll love that small talk, but again, It kind of goes back to point two of like you really need to figure out what moments in your day are most draining and set up your systems and procedures to eliminate as many of those scenarios as possible. Um, I'm also a big fan of keeping control over as much of the conversation and the appointment as possible. So I do this by... Uh, I've gotten really good at making it seem like I'm saying yes, because everyone wants to hear yes, Uh, nobody wants to hear no, Um, but I'm actually saying like, no, I'm not going to do that, or like, no, I'm not going to do that right now. Uh, So some examples of this is like, if somebody, let's say I adjusted them, and I'm like, you're doing fantastic and like right as I'm about to leave the room they'll be like oh hey quick question for you it's always a quick question um can you take a look at my elbow and this is just I I think you've kind of at this point in the podcast realized that this is like my worst case scenario of like I freaking hate elbows and (laughs) so what I'll do is I'll say like oh okay I'll touch it and see if there's anything like super obvious but I'll be like you know what you know, if they're like, I fell on it, I'll be like, this deserves more time. I will absolutely do a full exam of your elbow. This deserves more time than I have right in this moment. And I don't want to shortchange you. So what I'll have you do is ask Allie at our front desk to schedule an appointment for you tomorrow, specifically for the elbow. And that way I have the amount of time that it needs for that. And you don't get shortchanged, you know, or rush. And I want to make sure that I devote the necessary time to that. So you're saying, yes, but not now. Um, or if they have a question of like, Hey, so like, I've been hearing a lot about this whole keto thing. Can you, uh, talk to me about that? Oh gosh. What a great question. Keto is, it's really popular right now. Um, you know what? Uh, uh, kind of going back to, again, I don't want to shortchange you. Like that's a really in-depth conversation. Have the front desk at just at your next normal appointment, schedule an extra couple of minutes so I can sit down and talk to you about that. So you're saying, yes, I'll talk to you about keto, but I'm not talking to you about keto today type thing. Um, Yeah. Another big one is You know, I feel like I might feel better or get more out of my adjustments if there was like some massage. (laughs) So I'm really straight chiropractic, uh, which is an excuse for not massaging people. Um, I just, I don't, I'm not a massage therapist. I'm a chiropractor. So we'll do like 30 seconds of soft tissue around an area that's maybe really inflamed. But if I'm getting a patient who's like basically asking me to do more than the adjustment. Again, I'm saying like, yes, you would benefit from some muscle work to those shoulders. They are really tight or your low back. Um, I have an amazing massage therapist. I'm going to go get you her card. Um, and you should schedule an appointment sometime between now and your next appointment with her because she is the bomb. So I'm saying, yes, you do need massage. No, not from me. So as you can see, if you have a specific scenario that you're like, okay, none of this really answered the specific thing that I found out drains me, just send me a message and I'll make sure I'm trying to cover like all the broad different ways in which patients can be draining. But ultimately it tends to come down to their expectations are not met and you feel like they should be, or like you shouldn't, don't feel like you should have to do more say more like because I believe that you're a really good chiropractor most of us very few of us listening are bad people who don't care about our patients it's just that when they start to drain us it's in those areas that we don't love we don't value um and that's that's really the truth behind it So, the last thing I'll say is getting really good at the idea of catch and release. So, this is um, something that sometimes you have to do. And, you know, so maybe you want to grow your clinic and you're afraid of the idea of sending a patient back out into the universe. You're like, well, what does that say? You know, I'm manifesting new patients and then I'm saying no to this new patient or I'm getting rid of a person. you know, I want to see more people like fire, quote unquote, firing patients doesn't seem like a congruent thing, but I'm giving you permission to be specific with what you are asking the universe, the universe to give you. Um, so the other day, this is a unique situation. I don't like hold the special power. Otherwise I would do this um, more often. But so the other day I looked at my schedule and there's just like this big gaping hole. And I say to my front desk, like, you need to put a new patient there. Like, find me a new patient because that I don't want to sit around during that half hour and do nothing. And I say jokingly, they know my personality. So, um, you're like, oh, my gosh, working for Lauren must suck. No. So, so I don't know, 15 minutes later, a new patient walks in the door and she's talking to the front desk. I'm like kind of like over listening and she is not happy that she's not going to get adjusted that day. And our front desk, he's like, "Well, if it is safe to adjust you, or if the doctor thinks it's straightforward, they can. But there's a good chance that you will not get adjusted today." And she wasn't happy about that, and so she left. And we absolutely could have, like, figuratively or literally chased her out the door and been like, "You know what? Yes, okay, fine. We'll make an exception for you. Um, but what would that do by making a special exception for her from the from the very beginning, like?" She, I would just be setting her up for failure to be a drain on me. So anyway, so she leaves. You guys, I'm not joking. Like a half hour later, this adorable pregnant woman came in and she's like, do you by chance have any openings in the next few days for a new patient? And we're like, gee golly. Yeah, we do. How about a half hour from now? Um, again, it doesn't happen all the time, but it is okay for you to say universe, I want more new patients. And then the phone rings and it's a damn medicare patient that you're like i don't want that new patient it's okay to be specific because that's what's going to happen is the universe is going to test you of like all right you said you want this it's going to test and really force you to figure out and um specifically design what you're asking for because a lot of times we ask for broad things i want more patience okay you're gonna gotta gotta have to be a little more specific what kind of patience um and that's going to be super important to protecting your energy so if for the people who've already gotten in to the clinic, right, like the call is coming from inside the house type situation, you weren't able to filter them out through uh, your systems and procedures in the beginning, um, I think it's a really good idea for you to only fire patients at progress exams. we will tell you why. Uh, I have gone into an appointment with a patient who I knew, like, we just weren't jiving. Um, And by the end of the appointment, I was basically politely firing them. And it never goes as well as the patient deserves it to go. Like they're kind of confused and like, wait, what's going on here? You're telling me to cancel my remaining appointments. So because this is a doctor focused podcast, like I feel like what I haven't talked much about is like the needy patients, like the patients that we look at as needy. That, there's nothing wrong with them. Like, I I feel like I should have said this in the beginning. Like, there's no shame or judgment on that person for that situation. Um. So when we're talking about firing a patient, that's such a terrible word. It's so mean. Um, releasing, catch and release a patient. Yeah, I like catch and release better because like in fishing, you're not saying like, ugh, you're not good enough, get away. You You're just saying like, you just now's not a good time. You're not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy. You're really valuing, you're seeing that you, and you're often likely seeing it in the patients, not that like this isn't the right place for you. And if you kind of go full circle back to the whole point of like, are you trying to serve everyone? And if the goal is truly one happiness for ourselves, but two, to give them what they are searching for, like fullness and a healthy life. If they're draining to you, there's likely an unmet expectation in them because the patients who are like, heck yeah, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm getting the results I was hoping to get. I like you as a doctor. This is going great. Those don't tend to be draining patients to us, right? Like people who are like, doc, chiropractic is freaking amazing. Everything you've been doing is perfect. I need nothing more than what you've been giving me so far, right? Like very rarely are we like, "Ugh, you're draining. It's usually the draining situations are unmet needs from that patient. So when we talk about catch and release, it's truly from a place of love and protection of your energy, but also like valuing them as a human and their time. Um, so you want to make sure it happens at a progress exam, you know, sit down, look at however you do an exam, like a progress exam to like, make sure that a patient is where they're supposed to be, if they're improving or not. And just have a conversation and just say like, I kind of agree with you. You're not progressing as quickly as I'd like. Um, or it seems like perhaps you need more exercises and more physical therapy than our clinic currently does. Uh, So what I'd like to do is I'd like to refer you to this chiropractor in town who specializes in this, or I'm sending you to this physical therapist. I love him. He does amazing work. Um, Or, you know, if there's a nutritionist or a Reiki person, like if you feel like a lot of their pains, like a lot of our fibromyalgia patients can be really, draining. And you guys, it's because they hurt, like, right? Like if we go back to like being more Jesus-y, like they're in pain. Of course they're just, they don't want to, but you know, maybe you feel it's more energetic work that they need, Reiki work. But at a progress exam, you sit down and you go like, I don't want to waste any of your precious time or money. You're not getting the results you deserve. And I value you too much as a human To waste any time. So this is what I think your next step should be. It's very clear in that scenario, they're, you know, they've sat down to go like, How is my progress going? And a lot of times it's not gonna come as a shock to them. They're like, eh, it's not that great. And so it's not gonna be a surprise if you're like, hey. I think it's a good, this is a good time to kind of determine because that's what progress exams are, right? Like, should we keep doing this or should we not? That's a normal time to do this. So, you know, it's the truth. Uh, it, this conversation can come across so icky. Um, and if you didn't listen to our bonus episode, um, I don't remember what the title was. It wasn't the podcast one, but it was on the release date on June 2nd. It was a bonus episode and it was like kind of just, I, we're all assuming the best out of each other. So when you ask about like, how do you deal with needy patients? Like I am assuming that every single person, every doc, there are really kind people listening to this that are not chiropractors, that are hairstylists and lawyers that are going amen to needy clients. And there's, you know, we're, we understand you love what you do. We just are trying to make sure that your energy and happiness is protected. Because as women, I'm going to say, like, maybe a man listening to this is like, hey, no, I got needy patients too. Yes, of course you do, honey. Um, But women tend to just want to overgive. We want to solve everything for people until we feel bad not being the savior to help them. Uh, And that's where things tend to get incongruent. And then that's where things start to go negative. And it's because we've allowed this to happen. We stepped in to be their savior and we shouldn't have, like we weren't, you know, you're never going to be their Jesus for some of these patients. And the best thing you can do is send them with love in the direction you think they should go. So Kate, I hope you got something out of this. Like I said, if I, if you are like, okay, yeah, 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 cool. But what about this specific? Just send me a a direct message or something like that. And I will, because you know, I want to make sure that everybody else, yeah, cool. You got something, but like, this is about Kate. Kate's dealing with energy stuff. So we want to make sure she gets her answer. If you liked something or got something out of today, go ahead and, you know, just like drop it in a comment or a review, uh, cause we really appreciate those. Um, <laughs> it helps, it helps keep, uh, this one-sided conversation going. Um, even though I hate small talk, I do really love conversing with people. So talking to a microphone has been an interesting thing of like, right, is this working? Are you guys laughing? I, I I hope you're laughing out there. So, send me the love and feedback. And uh, the haters don't don't send me don't send me anything. I love you still, even though. So, uh, right. Go on with your badass self and uh, slay your day, guys.